It is time to bring in my interview guest, and that is Brian Smith, our Connecticut County Sheriff. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. Thanks so much for chatting today. We are doing, Brian's been really wonderful about coming in studio, but today uh, he was feeling a little under the weather, but still a trooper to chat with me on the phone, and I appreciate that. Just we're being extra cautious as you're healing up from a little bug, right, Brian? Yeah, no need to spread it to anybody else if I don't have to. Absolutely, and again, I appreciate that. Well, let's start out with calls to service. What's been going on? I know last week you were out of town, so we're kind of catching up almost double weeks here. Yeah, so we've been, looks like we average about 200 calls for service each week, so about 400 new over the past two, which is kind of normal for the winter doldrums. And uh, we had eight new arrests each week. So we've been averaging eight and right in that range for pretty much all winter. Um, Kind of a a cross-the-board gamut of, uh, you know, warrant arrests, misdemeanor DWIs, gross misdemeanor DWIs, driving after canceling the public safety. Um, We had a couple heavier assault charges. We had two burglary arrests. Um, and a few drug arrests. Okay. Well, it's been fairly busy considering this time of year, but I I, I was going to ask you too, Brian, and I don't know if you'd have this current of information because this was just on Monday with that ice, but I know I talked to several people. For exact, example, uh, Dan Boche, superintendent of Morris Schools, drove up and did come in and do his chat with me on Monday, and he took County Road 6, and he said... He saw four different vehicles uh, in the ditch, and there were, you know, officers on duty doing what they could to help out. And do you have any, because I know that's fairly recent, that wouldn't be in the calls to service necessarily already, but um, it was really a bad driving day Monday. Yeah, you know, I I looked, and and we did have a few uh, vehicle off-roadways, not as many as I would have thought. but, But then again, we don't always get called on every vehicle off the road. Good People, point. You know, they slide off the road, and they may or may not call. Um, and it, just because the vehicle went off the road, you know, we may stop and check to make sure nobody's in it, but we don't initiate anything beyond that. Right. Um, you know, the, the vehicle owner is responsible for getting their car out of there safely, and, you know, they can contact the um Unless it's a, a hazard situation, you know, if, the, if it's created some sort of hazard, mm-hmm. then we'll do we'll take we'll take initiative and get that car out of there. Um, but if it just was slid off the road and it's in the ditch, um, that doesn't mean we have to get involved. Okay, so I would I would just uh, put as an addendum. So Brian, if someone is in something where obviously they've hit another car, and then you're dealing with insurance and such. Those in and let's say no one's hurt, but still, that's when maybe a police report is not a bad idea from the insurance standpoint, or or how does that work? Well, if yeah, by state law, if you if you're involved in a crash that involves property damage or damage to your vehicle is greater than thousand dollars, then you need a report. Okay, that's what so, I was wondering. But yeah. most vehicle off the roadway things that we have, like your nicey stuff, most of those don't involve any damage. Um, to anything unless they hit something. Right, okay. So, Yeah, just a clarification there, because I know there were yeah. several situations. It was a really weird 
Um, I will say weird because when I left for work early in the morning, there were parts of my road that were kind of okay. I mean, I tapped the brakes, I checked because, you know, I knew there was precipitation. I knew that there were icy spots, but it wasn't too bad. And then other areas, it was just like an ice rink. It was a very, yeah. in that way, very odd and unpredictable. Yeah, and actually, I was I was driving through the state that morning myself, and uh, it was once I hit Shakopee, it got terrible. Yeah. Uh, prior to that, it wasn't bad at all, and then and then it got it got bad. Um, any every single bridge that we went under, an overpass or whatever, it was glare ice underneath that, and there were vehicles in the ditch everywhere. And but it, once I got past, let's say. Highway 95, um, and got closer to Mora, um, the roads actually got better. Sure. And I think it depended, though, for sure. I mean, it seemed like, like 65, 23, for the most part, were really pretty good. Of course, they're, they're hammering those right. all the time. But other spots where they maybe not as much travel or whatever the case may be, I know there were some spots that were definitely dicey. I think that plays a big role is, the, the more traffic you get, the more you spread around the, the, the salts and the chemicals. Mm-hmm. Um, and when when they're least less traveled, you don't you don't get that, and there become spots where you have ice control and spots where you don't. Mm-hmm. It was definitely one of those fun-filled days. I'm glad that's behind us. Yep. <laughs> See, yeah, for sure. Brian, I did want to ask you this morning, and this is just something that came on the front burner for me. Uh, I was talking to a gal who'd moved to the area, and she was trying to figure out getting uh, her driver's license taken care of, you know, getting it updated. And then um, she was curious about, you know, if she was going to transfer a car title. She had a couple things going on. She asked me, hey, where do I go? So I... I thought it wouldn't be a bad idea just to talk about this, whether somebody's new to the area or lived here their whole lives. We kind of have two spots in Mora that we go to to get these things done. Do you want to just break that down and give the locations and kind of give us, because I know that's kind of under the sheriff's heading, so to speak. Well, yes and no. Um, you know what I mean, the, though. Uh, the, the, the driver's license, yeah, there's two different ways you can you can do that. Some communities, they have it all in one where you, your driver's license bureau takes care of all the licensing exams, and they take care of vehicle registrations and title changes and that, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And Mora, we have actually a split system where the driver's license and exams are taken care of um, in one place, which is out at the, currently it's out at the county highway department on uh, 23 East, and the motor vehicle um, office that takes care of titles and tabs is located on the, well, south of town uh, next to m and Appliance is the motor vehicle office. Mm-hmm. So um, they're, depending on what you need to do, uh, you have two different locations locally that you need to be able to go do that. And I know there's been discussion along the way, and this is, you know, just moving forward future endeavors, if you will. Well, you mentioned many places have it all under one roof. I know, and this is the city, so I know it's a whole different thing, but when I lived in St. Louis Park a number of years ago, they actually 
had it where there was a AAA, believe it or not, off of Highway 7. I'll never forget it. But you'd go in and you'd get a number and then everything, it was a one-stop shop. You'd get everything done in that one location. But there was lines and it was a to-do, just like a lot of things. Um, and having it in the two locations, I mean, there's pros and cons, I suppose, to that. But I know there's been kind of some grumblings because, especially after COVID, still trying to get, you know, things taken care of and the hours were funky. And I think people are understanding that that was part of it. But there's been talk of trying to get it into one location. And I know at the County Highway Department, there's been discussion. Uh, they would like to have someone else kind of have it in a different location there been talk about the city of Mora maybe taking that on, and it's all up in the air and just in the discussion phase. Um, but it's it's kind of an yeah, on, ongoing problem, so to speak. Let's say you got to remember too that's a it's a state thing, right? So you have the state involved, which even complicates things even further. So I don't know where that's going to end up at. All I know is that it, things are starting to get back to what we kind of knew prior to COVID. Um, and a lot of it had to do with, you know, people, there wasn't enough people to cover hours. And when people got sick and you had to do quarantines and all those sorts of things, that really messed things up. And uh, uh, you can imagine when you're when you're at a desk um, and you got people coming in and out all day, you know, what that that risk level oh, brings absolutely. to your business, you know. So, um, it and... You know, as far as driver's license exams, I know that was a huge frustration. There were probably going back three years at least where you couldn't get a driver's exam in, in Mora. You mm-hmm. had to go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and now, and, and I know this because uh, a couple of my staff members um, had their um, child come of age and uh, take the driver's exam and they were able to do it here in Mora and it was super easy and they could get scheduled right away. Um, so much, much more like what we were used to pre COVID, um, that we didn't, that we weren't able to experience the last three years. Yes. And it's moving in the right direction, so to speak. And I yes, know, definitely. I, um, and not trying to be controversial when I bring this up, but I know there've been talk, you know, there's always talk, right? And I'm just sharing this just as a, a tidbit, but you know, at one time they were kind of like, well, we just, we want to get rid of having to do what you're talking about with licensing, doing the license, uh, driver's license piece of it, and just basically have people go to other areas. But you know, the talk there is, especially considering our older residents, if they would have to drive to some other location, you know, there's so many, there's so many important pieces to keeping something like that local. However, they work it out in the future, making it convenient for, you know, taxpayers because it is provided kind of through that system, um, to make it something that's accessible and keep our our not only our county but our whole area alive, being able to get that done close to home. Um, it personally, uh, my personal opinion, mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's just being lazy. And, uh, we, we have a government in place and that's one of their functions. Mm-hmm. And that government should provide those basic services for their community members. Yep. I... So the talk about sending and elsewhere that I, I don't think that, I think that's irresponsible. And wouldn't it be nice, I mean, and this is me, just a little bit of a dream, kind of like the dream team thing coming up with here, but 
really, if we could somehow, and I, again, I have no idea how it all comes together, but have it in one spot, not to criticize the two that it is now, but from a convenient standpoint, I just know how easy it was when I could go to one stop, and I know folks, actually many, go out of the area because it is easier if they can do some of those things all in one place. Yeah, I, you know, I, I guess I don't know the ins and outs of all that. I just know that uh, the state's involved, and the state's the one that set that up the way they set it up. So I don't know why or how that's all supposed to work. Um, but there's there's pluses and minuses. Um, sure. I, I could see where you you make one location really busy if you're going to do all those things together. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to have space and you have to have personnel and, and all those sorts of things. Um, mm-hmm. but it's all, it's all, it's all statistical logistics, right. you know, can you, can you do all those in one place together? Yeah. Well, I mean, they can obviously, cause they do it in other obviously, parts of the state. Yeah. Right. So I'm right. just saying bringing, bringing Canaba County in our area up to snuff on that is just something to, to shoot for, I think. And I think the personnel wise, You'd have people in one spot that you know what I mean. I, I, I again, obviously, I'm advocating for that, but uh, well, you have you have people in one spot, but you have to okay if they're already if they already have a job, you, you you're taken away from that job. So you can't just say, well, there's already people there. Well, they already have a job. They already have responsibilities. So if, unless you're going to re, you know, add more people. You can't just right. expect them to do more because that's not a that's not a part time gig. No, no, I agree <laughs> with that. You see how busy you see you see how busy those places are. Um, so you you're going to have to add people. It just seems like some would be crossover, though. You see what I'm saying, Brian? Some of it. I mean, I would assume the computer systems, everything. Aren't they all kind of down that same road? So again, I'm not saying that they, we'd still need people I, to do the job. That's the part. That's the part I don't know. See, and I, I don't. don't I don't get that are, either. I don't know that they are the same. They might not be. So that's why I'm saying. And we're just doing this as a throw it out there and see what the future brings. But uh, because there's, there's when you when you talk about the so there's drivers driver and vehicle services. That's basically your driver's licenses. And then you talk about the DMV, which is the Department of Motor Vehicles. Gotcha. Sure. Yeah. So even though they're closely related, they are separate. Okay. So that's where exactly what we're talking about is kind of how this would all come together. And if it would or not, it's just the the, ba- the main thing, I think, right. is if we, we can keep it alive here, uh, we'll say more of, but it serves the county and, and, it, and further than that. So, and just well, keep think, it. I think the... I think, the, and a lot of this goes to the state. I think that needs to be provided for mm-hmm. our community. Yep, and so that's Rather where we start. Than try and move it to some other community. I, I don't think that's acceptable. Yep, and a lot of it's talking. I mean, we have legislators and people that we can uh, talk with on these things too, and that's why we do what we do with voting and all the above. So, yeah. well, Brian, appreciate. There's no, there's no reason every county seat should not have that ability. Um, you know, and and then, you know, you get into your bigger counties with bigger communities, you probably should have one in each one of those also. Right. Um, so it's all about servicing uh, the taxpayer, and then they pay taxes for that kind of stuff. So Exactly, exactly. Um, they, should, they should be able to do that conveniently. Mm-hmm.
Well, there, I, I really appreciate you just chatting with me about that, Brian, because I, like I say, it came yeah. up organically with the gal moving to town, and I thought, well, we'll just talk about it a little bit. Well, Brian, yeah. on that note, I know I'm getting to that point where I need to let you get on with your day and continue to feel better, and then you and I will catch up next week, and hopefully I can see, a, see your bright, shiny face in the studio with me. <laughs> Outstanding. That will be the goal. Okay. Thank you much, Brian. Appreciate it.